the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in, Rob Black, your money, talking all things financial. Hey, do me a favor, would you? I launched a, I didn't really launch, Nate, it's been a soft launch over at Mevio, M-E-V-I-O. I've done a soft launch of a video channel called Mevio Money. If in the first two or three months I can get enough eyeballs there, it'll expand and be pretty cool. If not, it'll die quietly, a silent little death got to leave me feedback. That means you have to sign up for it. So use your, your fake Yahoo address or your, your spam email address. They're not going to spam me. They're nothing like that. But uh, I'm getting a chance to direct videos. And I'm getting a chance to you know help put together financial content for you. So do me a favor. Anyway, with that said, um, you do that. I'll keep doing things like this. Let's talk a little bit about what the hell happened today. Or not really. Let's not cage it. In the negative, let's just say stocks fluctuated, right? Basically, oil slipped, so that brought down the energy stocks. You saw a rise in fuel inventories. There's a little concern that China's going to lift interest rates, which basically means not consume as much energy, not produce as many things, not pay as much minimum wage. And that rock scissors papered, it beat the tax cuts. Yields, though, on the 30-year or on the 10-year treasury skyrocketed and you can look at that in good terms you can look at that in bad terms good terms probably means the market has faith economic activity is going to be heating up or inflation is going to be heating up and thus economic activity should heat up bad news is the cheap money it's not there anymore or the cheap money is getting cheaper no no the cheap money is getting more expensive so the 10-year treasury bond sits at 3.23 percent about three or four weeks ago, is at 2.5%, 2.4%. So mortgages are going to become more expensive. Loans are going to become more expensive. You get the basic idea. Let's see. Where do we go with this? I guess we just go forward with stocks. Occidental Petroleum, big old energy company, Newmont Mining, both down. Gold slipped. Energy slipped. McDonald's lower. They missed analyst expectations on growth by one-tenth of one percent, and it dropped. Now, that's a great long-term accumulate stock. Their McRib's doing incredibly well. It's got like an occult standing in the United States. Um, I guess it's occult standing, not occult standing. Slight difference, same thing. So it's a pretty mixed bag out there. The tax cut deal is good news for the economy. However, investors are reacting to short-term news. People are concerned about the fact that China needs to cool down. In my idea, it won't be a dramatic slowdown. It'll be a slowdown, but not dramatic. It'll still have amazing growth, all things considered. 
So since reaching a two-year high on November 5, the S&P 500 has given up about 4%. Speculation China is going to be slowing. The debt crisis is going to spread in Europe. So President Barack Obama, he caved faster to the Republicans than anyone would have thought on tax cuts. So we've called in the Chilean miners to help find them. I'll be here all day. China has moved its inflation report to forward to Sunday. So again, Saturday, Saturday. So we're probably going to see them talk a little bit about slowing down their economy. AIG was big in the news today. They're down 4%. They're aiming to sell shares early next year as the government winds down its stake in the company. Wall Street Journal did a little piece on them saying the United States aims to dispose of more than 15 billion in shares. The AIG selling at least 2 billion in new stock. I don't get why AIG stock is doing so well. There's there's really not a lot left in the company. Now, the S&P 500 may rise at least 28% through next year to a record as corporate profits and the economy improve, according to Byron Wien. Now, Wien wrote in his annual 10 surprises list of predictions that S&P 500 would finish 2010 unchanged at 1115, but he's looking for 28% upside after that. That's pretty nutty. Um, It's not crazy. It's all based on earnings per share. I'll talk a little bit more about that later in the show as I, I highlight a little Goldman Sachs activity and what they had to say. You know, you could do something kind of fun and go Google Byron Ween top 10 surprises for 2009. Byron Ween top 10 surprises for 2010. And he's eventually coming out with a Byron Ween top 10 2011 surprises, top 10 surprises. I only do this because he's actually pretty good at plotting out some ideas for the next year. Not perfect, but pretty good. And I throw that at you because I think you can learn something from it. Let's talk about some of the other big stories of the day. Again, I th- still think the big one, it's negative in the short term, it's positive in the long term, is the 10-year treasury is on the rise. Uh, that's going to raise the cost of money for everybody. Google confirmed an update on Chrome yesterday. They got a uh, Chrome web store that's up and going. I, I know nothing about it. I want to take a look into it. Salesforce.com signed a definitive agreement to acquire Heroku. Um, $212 million. Again, not, no, not much data on that, that deal. Back to the Chrome web store. They gotta, they gotta get something close to Apple's iTunes if they're gonna make this work as a challenge over the long term. Big story of the day in my mind in the world of media is ABC is gonna let their TV shows stream on Netflix, Disney Channel as well as ABC Family. So, um, the problem with Netflix down the road is gonna be they're setting up all these deals, and the first round of deals the media companies make a mistake. Second round of the deals they're a little bit tougher to deal with. McDonald's showed profit growth or sales growth of 4.9% in Europe. Asia Pacific, Middle East, and Africa wrote sales rose 2.4%. It's a play on the international markets. It's a play on the world. It's not a short-term play. It would only be a long-term play. Another flag for good things in the U.S. economy is Home Depot raised their 2010 profit forecast, reflecting growth of about 11 to 13% over 2010. So that's for 2011. Um, I can't get wildly excited about that. But I can tell you that's a good thing that helps the climate of investing. Spectre Energy said the same exact thing today. Other stories of note, Fortune Brands, they make booze. They make golf balls. That's kind of weird, right? So what they said they decided to do is they also make home security and mowing faucets. Oh, and master locks. They're going to spin off and they're going to try to uh, you know focus on the booze. Um, they're going to sell off the golf division with brands, including Titleist. They're going to continue their liquor business. 
Um, it's just kind of odd. It, it, no, 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 it's not kind of odd. It, it's, it's an odd combination of companies. So I get the spinning off. Cisco Systems uh, price target was raised to 23 bucks by one analyst a day. I agree with that. I think it's a trade. I think Intel's a trade here at these levels too. Netflix, their CFO, he's resigning. Uh, he's been with the company for a long time, seven plus years. And it really brings up a question of he's super capable and we know that and we trust that. It really brings up a question of who's going to replace him. And Wall Street never likes that. So one analyst today raised his forecast on Salesforce.com to 175. It's currently $145 stock. I agree with that concept. Um, there's a stock that I don't know much about that I'm just starting to, to research and don't buy it, but know that I'm looking at it. It's a company called Easy Chip, and they make chips that dominate the high-end router and the high-end network processor uh, used in carrier Ethernet switches and router segments. The company's application-specific integrated chips, uh, the only meaningful competition out there, um, is nominal. So Cisco keeps them somewhat cautious near-term because Cisco has kind of said, you know, uh, we're, we're kind of – well, Cisco's done 30 acquisitions. So they got 30 big things they're trying to integrate, and it's not going as smoothly as expected. So Easy Chip Analyst has given it a $35 price target. Uh, and they expect the company to triple their revenue in the next five years. I'm keeping an eye on it for you. Apple um, saw an analyst raise target today to 390. I think it's $500 stock by the end of next year. I think the iPod estimates are too low. I think the iPhone estimates and a launch on Verizon are going to help. I think the iPad estimates are too low. Um, plus, they'll have a refresh on all three of those that should get people pretty stoked iPhone economics could be less favorable down the road given the strength of Android and the higher cost of components uh, used to make a CDM phone for Verizon. But all things considered, it's tough not to like Apple at these levels. Uh, even on a valuation basis, I'm not, I don't think it's overextended. I don't think it's crazy. Microsoft is offering customers at Salesforce.com thousands of dollars to come switch. <laughs> Love that story. Um, cost of college is growing faster than the cost of healthcare in the United States and the benefits are nominal at best. Wild, wild to think about. So we're not getting more pay for going to college, but it's costing us 7% more each year. The trend of an aging population is not just a challenge in the United States. A lot of nations are facing this. Japan's the worst off. They're going from 30% of their individuals 60 years or older in 2010 to 44% by 2050. China's the next biggest jump, believe it or not, because they got that one-child policy going from 10% of people 60 years or older today to 31% by the year 2050. The United States will actually be less than that, going from 18% today to 27%. Uh, China's population dwarfs other countries, um, 450 million people by the year 2050. Um, story came out yesterday that the first laptops powered by Google's Chrome operating system are going to reach store shelves uh, later this month, months later than expected, and it's going to miss the holiday shopping season as the internet company fixes software issues. It's a web-centric computer. It's intended as an incursion into territory dominated for years by Microsoft and Apple. They've got progress, but they're not done yet. They're shooting for, you know, soon. Once they arrive, they're going to embody Google's strongest foray into consumer and business computing. Um, you're going to see a variety of notebook price units. They are going to load up incredibly fast. The first laptops are going to come with 100 megabytes of free wireless data transfers per month for two years. 
Um, streaming video for just two minutes every day amounts to about 260 megabits of data downloads in a month. Laptops promote web-centric computing. Um, as part of that effort, the company is opening up an internet store, selling about 500 games, news, and other software applications for Chrome, which can be the operating system that runs this. I wish I had more for you on it, and I, and I just don't. I want to throw out some ideas for what we see in 2011 happening. I think the Eurozone is still going to continue to be a scary place. I think Ireland and Greece are problematic. Hungary is problematic. I think you're going to see Spain and Portugal become more. I think you're going to see you know relative risk. The northern bloc of Germany, Netherlands, Finland, and Austria, relative. I think it's some of the other areas... It's going to be interesting to note that people will be hesitant to invest there, thus creating a lot of value. I think you're going to see China slow down year over year. Um, Do they have control over their banking system or not? I think we're going to learn a little bit more about that in 2011. I think the United States continues a slow recovery. Latin America and South America are going to be very, very hot emerging markets. Um, They've actually held back some of their growth and their currency wars with East Asia, they look pretty good. Home builders are cheap right now, but when will we see normalized production? Um, I see no reason not to buy in, sit around and wait on it. I think you can buy home builders if you really have a patient time horizon. Uh, you may have to buy one more time when they hit bottom. I think small and regional banks are going to prove to be a great investment. I think large banks are going to be proved to be a great investment in 2011. I think public REITs with lots of cash and liquid assets potentially could benefit from distressed debt coming due in the next few years. The private real estate companies suffering will be the public REITs gain uh, because they can issue shares to pick up other private companies, which they can't raise the money. Pain in Asia has the potential to filter out quite a ways. Um, I think you're going to see a little bit, a little bit of slowdown. I think China's is going to is going to be dramatic slowdown or, or just a hesitant slowdown? I'm still thinking hesitant slowdown, but we're also going to start talking about dumb things that we've never talked about before, like abnormal earnings. Um, Netflix is spending a shitload of money buying content right now, and I love the stock in 2010, but I don't love it for 2011 because uh, I think there's going to be something called abnormal earnings that it's tough to wrap your head around. It's tough to say this is going to be the the investment idea. Um, two IPOs that just came out. There's one company that's the China's version of Amazon.com. It's called Dang, D-A-N-G. They priced at 16 bucks. The company does not yet seem to have a good handle on managing the growth that they've had. High double-digit revenue growth, but the company is essentially running at break-even. They're going to slip a little bit more with operating margins downward before they go up. Another I- IPO of, of note is Yoku, ticker symbol Y-O-K-U. And it's China's version of YouTube. Um, it's not difficult to see why you know there's excitement in both of these companies. Dang and Yoku. Dang and Yoku. Dang is an e-commerce retailer that almost exclusively focused on selling books online when it started 10 years ago. Sounds a lot like Amazon, right? But since then, they've been adding beauty and personal care, home and lifestyle, baby, children, maternity. Uh, DangDang.com is ranked number one amongst China's business-to-consumer companies in terms of revenue and awareness. Um, the revenue growth has been stunning from $446 million to $766 million to $1.4 billion. And they're projected um, in this quarter to have a record quarter that eclipses last year. <coughs> Excuse me. That's me coughing. 
So Yoku on the other line, it's a leading internet television company in China in terms of market share measured by total user time spent watching videos. So it appears Chinese enjoy watching guys getting kicked in the crotch as well. Um, they drive all their revenue from advertising, 95% of which is from direct brand advertising. Uh, bandwidth cost remain the company's largest expense at this point in time. The number of Yoku users is dependent upon the company's bandwidth capacity. Similar to Dang, there was a huge amount of uh, buzz on this IPO. Overall sense is that Yoku will probably do well out of the gate. It'll ride some momentum, but will it be sustainable once the fundamentals come into focus and in, with investors and traders? Initially, we don't even pay attention to any of that. Speaking of interesting, Apple and Google are being asked to pay more money to European telecom operators or the phone operators based on your damn phones are using up all our damn uh, you know network. Service providers are flooding networks with no incentive. It's, it's necessary to put in place a system of payments by the service providers as a function of their use. So the number of mobile data connections in Western Europe are going to rise by an average of 15% a year to $270 million in 2014. Overall, end-user revenue will fall about 1%. Operating annual spending on network gears going to surge 28%, so at about $3.7 billion. So companies like Google and Yahoo, who use the networks for free... It's good news for them. It's tragedy for the network company, right? So to be honest, though, you got to be damn sure that the operators are benefiting from the surge of mobile data use. The explosion in data is pretty good news as long as you can. It's a challenge, but as long as you can raise your prices, uh, it'll be part of, of accepted business going forward. Hey, guys, I got to cut it short here at 17 minutes. Love you. Take care. Have a good day. I think this was one of my better podcasts recently. Remember. Do me a favor, go to debdebdeb.mevio.com, mevio.com, and start watching the Rob Black videos. And it, start watching the money videos. Erica Sandberg, myself, Tony Mendez, there's others of us, and um, I'm directing all of them, so they're kind of fun. Hopefully you get a kick out of what I, what I see in money and in stories. Uh, take care, have a good day, and I will talk to you soon. What do you know?
Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.